Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 161, which I'm calling Self-Ageism. Now, before I get started, let me address the most serious issue facing our great nation today, and that would be the Bud Light beer scandal. (laughs) Seriously, I don't even drink alcohol of any kind these days, but if I did, it wouldn't be Bud Light or any Anheuser-Busch product. For some reason, that company's products always gave me an instant headache. Must be caused by one of the ingredients they use. I stopped drinking alcohol because I'm old and I already feel like crap when I thankfully wake up in the morning. I don't need the effects of alcohol to add to that. If I were to start drinking beer again, I would drink Steel Reserve 211. Why? It contains over 8% alcohol. It's widely available and it's cheap. Anyway, I just don't get why these companies continue pandering to an audience that doesn't and won't start using their products. All this accomplishes is the alienation of their core consumers, you know, the ones that actually buy the product, thus letting the company earn money to continue operating. I think this backlash is more about Dylan Mulvaney fatigue. The guy, gal, or whatever this person classifies itself at this moment is all over the place. If you're consuming any kind of media, he's there. I know I'm tired of seeing this character, but then again, what do I really know? I'm just an old fart who's exceeded his shelf life, who probably long-dead economic teachers were out of touch and couldn't possibly have foreseen the wonders of modern economics and marketing. Sheesh. As usual, we'll start off with some tech news. The temporary absence of ByteDance's Amazon competitor Temu, it's T-E-M-U, from the Play Store hasn't slowed it down much as the formerly malware-infected app stayed atop the list of the most downloaded, a position Temu has held since January. Temu sells items manufactured exclusively in China and undercuts Amazon's prices, an old but effective method of gaining market share and forcing your competitors out of the market. As I've stated previously, I'm patriotic, so I prefer to buy my Chinese manufactured items from a good old U.S. company, 
like Walmart, for example. <laughs> According to an article on businessinsider.com, tech giants Twitter and Apple are starting to enforce their return to office mandates. Imagine that. And other tech companies will likely start doing the same, they declare. Well, the COVID state of emergency has been officially rescinded this week and spring has sprung, bringing beautiful weather along with it. Now, I realize that I'm an old fossil whose pulse within the modern society is weakening by the day, but I feel I can still dispense some good old advice now and then. While it must be great working from home, it's also great having a place to go and once there, meeting great people. Heck, even if there are many not-so-great people where you work, just think of the fun you'll have talking about them behind their backs. Or, if you want to take it to the next level, creating situations in which they can get jammed up or maybe even fired. Good times. Seriously, your body's immune system will thank you for leaving your home and you just might meet that significant other at the workplace and that would be face-to-face, -face, not over some computer screen. Besides, staying indoors has traditionally been a thing for old farts like myself, not youngsters. So stop culturally appropriating seniors or else. <laughs> Various sources, including the subjects themselves, are reporting PPS and NPR are quitting Twitter because of being labeled government-funded media. Now, while the amount of taxpayer funding for the public broadcasting system and national public radio are not at levels that were seen in the past, it would be fair to say that a large chunk of the funding for these entities still comes from taxpayer money. The rest of their budget comes from so-called grants from big businesses. In fact, NPR's webpage still cited the importance of government funds in relation to their operations before taking it down just after Elon Musk pointed it out. And PBS and NPR state that their editorial and journalism methods are independent. I guess like the rest of mainstream media who receive large ad revenue from the same companies that give grants to PBS and NPR, you will tend not to report bad news about the main source of your funding in my opinion anyway. The reason I stopped listening to NPR and watching PBS was the very hard left turn each took, starting I think in about the early 2000s. Anyway, in my opinion, PBS and NPR do not report facts any longer. Just like most of modern news media, they seem to spew agenda-driven gibberish as fact with no opposing viewpoints allowed to air. Well, at least to these tired old ears it seems that way. NPR is hoping their exit from Twitter starts a trend for all the major news organizations to leave the platform. Well, I say don't let the platform hit you in the butt as you leave. Continuing with news from Twitter, owner Elon Musk has merged the company into his ex-corporation, joining Tesla, Neuralink, The Boring Company, and of course SpaceX. I believe this is just another move on the way to turning Twitter into a super app like Communist China's WeChat, where you never have to leave the app no matter what function you may want to accomplish. I think Microsoft will be the first US-based super app with their Office 365 service. Why, you may or may not ask? Because to use Office 365 fully, you have to have a subscription, so Microsoft already has your banking info on file, as well as verifying your identity. 
Microsoft's 365's various parts, teams, words, etc., are being, or maybe already has been, merged into one app instead of separate entities. That's just my two cents for what that's worth these inflationary days. YouTube Premium for iOS just made 1080p video resolution standard, which as a premium subscriber, I consider good news. Have I noticed a difference? No. Then again, I don't have the greatest eyesight these days. So, good on Google. Here are some tech rumors for you before I wrap up this very quiet tech news section. Apple's augmented reality glasses not to be confused with the company's incoming Reality Pro goggles, are expected to be released no earlier than late 2026 or early 2027. This rumor coming from the infamous supply chain guru, Ming-Ching Kuo. Google is getting ready to kill current Fitbit accounts and migrate your data to a Google account. Well, who didn't see this coming after Google purchased Fitbit last year, or was it the year before? Google will discontinue all Fitbit accounts by 2025. This from digitaltrends.com. Well, that'll do it for this week's tech news. Tech I'm using. Again, it's all quiet on the tech I'm using front. Though, I did buy my lovely wife the new Apple iPad for her birthday. That's the basic 10th generation. It's a beautiful piece of hardware as usual. The screen is larger and the bezels have been shrunk, making the model resemble the updated iPad Air. The biggest improvement, and one I wish my new iPad Pro had, is the front camera being mounted on one of the long sides of the bezel instead of the top of the tablet. Why Apple didn't do this for the last iteration of the iPad Air or Pro models, I really don't know. But if I had to guess, it would be... I'm still enjoying my MacBook Pro, old Intel poor person's model, paired with the Nulaxi stand for general computing. My ring camera systems made it unscathed through the thankfully mild winter, and hopefully the time between battery charges of that doorbell will increase. Next time I'll just mount a ring stick-up cam at the front door. The battery is much larger and lasts about three months. Other than that, nothing much cooking, as far as tech goes, around the OFNT household. Entertainment news. Google adds 800 free channels to the company's television hardware, better known as Google TV. Well, what this really is, is Google aggregating several existing free television services into one interface. Now, I'm not knocking this. I wish Apple would do the same for their television set-top box. Some of the services that will be included are Tubi, Pluto, and Haystack News. Well, I haven't used separate apps for Tubi and Pluto and would love to see them consolidated. Also included will be network channels from NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox. I, I really feel this is a good move from Google, and I'm sure others will follow suit. Man, I wish stuff like this existed when I first was starting out on my own. It would have saved me a lot of time, hassle, and more importantly, money. My lovely wife and I binge watch the Chucky series, which is based on the Child's Play horror movie franchise. There were two seasons available, and we felt that the second season wasn't as strong as the first. In fact, the series might have jumped the shark, as the cool kids say. 
No, dear, that's wrong. The episodes became more campy and cute, away from the suspenseful horror of the first season, to bloody slasher-type action seemingly for its own sake, complete with snide remarks in the second season. Chucky has just been green-lighted for a third season. Hopefully they'll recapture the magic of season one, but who knows these days. To wrap up, my current favorite television series, hands down, is Paramount Plus's Rabbit Hole, starring Kiefer Sullivan. As I said last week, nothing, and I mean nothing, is as it seems in the show, as long-dead people are found to be very much alive and good friends are proven not to be. I recommend this show highly. Paramount Plus still has a free tier, I think, but be prepared for some commercials. Even the tier I pay for has some ads. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Some podcast news coming at you. Well, those kooky kids over at Spotify have introduced new tech that promises to turn radio broadcasts into podcasts. It's like magic. This from a story posted on TechCrunch.com. The tech behind this is based on technology pioneered by Australian podcast host Wooshka. Remember them? No. Well, I do. Guess I'm a podcasting geek. (laughs) This service will be available exclusively on Spotify's commercial hosting service, Megaphone, and will be basically a one-button service. The way it will work is the software will scan remove ad spots from the broadcast audio and place new ad markers the better to serve you ads, my dearie. Then upload the audio to a podcast platform. The whole process is estimated to take between 30 to 60 minutes. I would guess it depends on the amount of ads and the length of the program to be converted. I wonder if the resulting audio will retain that original broadcast sound. Anyway, another good move from Spotify, which proves to me that the company is very serious about podcasting. On the other hand, this will be more competition for the lowly independent podcasters, myself included. On the bright side, this will also be competition for those money-backed, non-scripted, celebrity-hosted chat shows and just might end them. But time will tell. Some sad news, well, at least for me. The podcast Business Journal, a daily newsletter published since 2018, was bought by competing newsletter Pod News. I used to be a subscriber to Pod News's daily newsletter and podcast, but the host and now owner of PBJ started injecting his personal politics into his reporting so often, especially on the daily podcast, that it started to grate on me. Now, I know I seem to be projecting here. I have in the past injected a lot of my politics into this show, though I'm in the process of moderating that. The difference being, I'm not claiming to be the de facto source for everything podcasting or any subject for that matter. I also find that the host of Pod News has a I'm more educated and better than you elitist attitude. After feeling personally insulted during one of the Pod News episodes, I vowed to never read or listen to one of the host's products going forward. 
I even proclaimed this on an episode of this humble show. And I'm proud to say I've stuck to that declaration. I can still have access to the podcast business journal, now relegated to a weekly newsletter, but I would have to subscribe to Pod News Daily newsletter, and I'm not going to do that. So goodbye, PBJ. I knew you well and enjoyed our time together. You know, I found that gamers and tech geeks are the most entertaining podcasts on YouTube. Not because the content they put out is any better than other shows. It's because the geeks and gamers tend to be very passionate about their subjects. I might try and apply this towards my own show, but I don't think it's in my DNA. This week I have no story nor a rant to share with you. Instead I have a reflection. So sit back and try and keep awake as I reflect on my age. I'll be celebrating what's considered a milestone birthday this fall. It's an age where I'll be officially labeled as old. Now, do I feel old? Well, in some ways I do. In others, I I really don't. The biggest thing is when I wake up in the morning. I was one of those people hated by roommates, guests, one-night stands, or anyone who spent the night with me. No matter how much alcohol I drank or how little sleep I had gotten, I would always awaken feeling like a million dollars and ready to take on the day. When I heard the complaints of companions like, how can you be so happy in the morning and other similar complaints, I just didn't understand at the time. I had assumed everyone felt as great as I did upon waking up in the morning. This feeling of morning exuberance eventually wore off by the time I reached my early 40s. Yes, I was blessed it had lasted that long. I don't know if it was age catching up with me or switching to the overnight shift. Perhaps it was a combination of both. Whatever the cause, I quickly learned what others were feeling and what a pain in the butt I must have seemed to them. Other than that, I have the usual decline in libido and I tire quicker than I used to. Now, it's not that I can't do what I did when I was younger. It's that I can't do it as long or as often. You might think that I feel saddened by my increasingly older age. Well, sometimes I do. Mostly I feel nostalgic for certain things and times. Otherwise, I understand that I've had my time and it has passed. I'm happy to hand over the baton to the younger generations, no matter what perceived faults I may think they have. Though I had no mandatory retirement age or time limit for the job I just left, I remember how I felt when I didn't move up on the seniority list for years because of people working well into their 70s and sometimes 80s. The job changed after 2001 and new employees have to retire by age 57. Us legacy guys had no such restrictions. After watching some of the older hanger-ons that just wouldn't retire have to retire because of illness or even pass away before retiring, I decided I wouldn't be one of them. I would just step aside and fade from memory. And you know what? It's just fine. I'm okay with it. 
Well, the music is playing, so it's time to start saying so long to this episode, episode 161. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. If you like what you heard, hey, you can make a donation using the link in the show notes. And you know, all donations will be much appreciated. You can always reach me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. I'd enjoy hearing from you. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Well, I couldn't think of anything clever to say besides, get off my lawn. Stay skeptical. I'm out. See ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.